0: how are we feeling welcome i repeat welcome 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 to the greatest voice podcast aka the west coast greatest voice how are we doing this is my first time recording the podcast on audio as well as doing it on tiktok so you guys can see my beautiful beautiful slightly sunburned face because yes i was outside walking for two hours on garcia been in sacramento california how you guys doing how's everybody doing what's going on um i'm in a very good mood very good spirits. Uh, For those of you guys who are listening to me on Spotify, who aren't listening to me through uh, the TikTok live, I am going to respond to comments as they come onto the live, even though we are going to talk about the topics that are listed in the title, which is growing up in the hood versus growing up in the suburbs. Or basically, being an outside versus being an inside. Being a person of the porch, as my mother used to call them. And also women getting BBLs. I'm going to talk about that too, because I feel like that's a really big issue in our community right now. Let's go with the hood versus suburb thing. Let's talk about that first. So, um, there is a very, very entertaining podcast hosted by a young man named Joe Button. I don't know why I called him young, because this man is clearly in his older ages. His 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 he got that salt and pepper salt and pepper beard for Showy, but he was doing an episode and he was talking about the differences of those people who grow up slightly sheltered versus growing up. A little bit loose. And sometimes that doesn't necessarily mean that if you grew up like that, that meant that either you grew up in the hood or grew up in the suburbs, because there are some people who grew up in urban and hood environments and were to a certain extent sheltered. There are some kids who grew up in suburban environments, who grew up in the Elk Grove areas, who grew up in certain certain nice areas of Maryland, who grew up in maybe a nice little suburb on north in northern Virginia, who might have grew up not in New York City, not in Bronx, but being like some nice part of Long Island. And they still wild out, still ran the streets, still went to a little cousin house, stayed in the housing projects. The pink house is over in Brooklyn. So I'm using all these random cities as a metaphor, but you get what I'm saying. So and he was saying on his podcast how a lot of the time he hates it when people who grew up sheltered or people who grew up in the house try to give their opinions on certain things or feel like their opinion holds more weight than people who basically were in the street their whole life. Now, this is just a conversation about people who were sheltered versus people, you know, versus people who weren't sheltered in the black community, you know, letting some of y'all know. Letting y'all some 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 of y'all know our little secrets. In the black community, this is a common debate of people. This is a common debate because there are a lot of us who. So in black culture, bro, just to be all the way honest with you, black culture to a certain extent is synonymous with poverty. A lot of us in the black culture, we take pride in letting you know, hey man, we from Wootoo Woo, and we from Wootoo woot and we from these projects, hey, but we from this way, hey, well, we from that street. We do it is what it is, you know. And you would kind of always see that debate. Like I could tell you, when I first started living in the hood as a kid, I remember moving to the hood and my cousins fucking with me saying, bro, why do you talk like that? Why do you talk white? Why do you talk like this? After a while, I started being embarrassed. When I turned 14 and I moved from Somerset Highlands to Bel Air, east side of Montgomery, Alabama, it got to a point where I didn't want to tell people, hey, I live in the suburbs before I moved here. I wanted to tell them, hey, bro, I'm from the hood just like y'all. I talk just like y'all. I don't talk because you want to fill in. You want to blend in. And it kind of goes into that conversation about black people feeling monolithic. Black people feel like we have to meet a certain standard. Now, you can take this conversation. You can take the keynotes of this conversation and take it to any community. I feel like shout out to pac ninety seven who commented and said, Reno, shout out to everybody out there in Reno, Nevada. What's up with y'all people? How you doing? But it is something to be said. There's a YouTuber. Shout out to him. His name is Sacramento Street Wars. His YouTube channel is called Sacramento Street Wars. Right? Great guy. He always talks about gang shit in in, in Sacramento. You know the Crip sets and Blood sets out there, et cetera, et cetera. I'm bringing him up because he was telling a story on his video about how when he was a teenager, he moved to this suburb near Sacramento called El Grove. For those who do not know, this is a very suburban environment, very, very suburban city. But Elk Grove has always had a history of dudes who might have been the kids, the sons, daughters, first generation, second generations of people. Shout out to Mateos who said, from from Fresno, I love your content, bro. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, Martha. Hey, I love you too, girl. Thank you. Appreciate that. Elk Grove has always had a history of people moving moving from Sacramento or Oakland or Vallejo, Fresno sometimes even, to Elk Grove and trying to be hood trying to be trying to gangbang trying to be like the hardest kid at Laguna Creek High the hardest kid at Monterey Trail High and still trying to keep the hood element but it's like bro you're in Elk Grove like there's like four or five railies here bro. what the fuck is going on like what are y'all talking about so there's always been this unnecessary pressure and and I can't I, I, don't, I, I can make an argument and say it's in the Latino community as well as maybe like some other there's always this need to prove like your manhood by by equating your manhood with either being when, from the hood or you know saying you being you a street nigga shout out to Jazzy La Morena who said Somerset Highlands is aight but it's just a better part of Vallejo Ma'am, Somerset Highlands is not just aight it is amazing do not shit on Somerset Highlands I'm joking with y'all shout out to her I'm joking with y'all but I've I lived in every part of Somerset Vallejo. I lived in Somerset Highlands I stayed in um South Vallejo, I stayed in Bridgeside, too. Shout out to everybody out that way. stayed in, um, I guess, what is now called Roadside on Woodrow Ave. So, you know, I got love for the B. Shout out to by Fabiola, who said hi from SAC. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Shout out to SAC, too. I just was in SAC. I was in Garcia Bend a minute ago. So, bringing all this up to say this, and, I, and I, I made this a long, drawn-out speech just to get to this point. And I can't cuss the way I want to cuss because every time I say the N-word, TikTok takes my shit down. I want my people, my brothers, my strong black brothers, my brothers. I see Mexicans do this too, but I see see it more of an issue with us. I want us to stop feeling like we got to be so hard gotta claim this bullshit i want these 16 17 year olds and 15 year olds that are going to jesse bethel high school that are going to laguna creek high school that are going to what's that high school in cloverdale and fresno i forgot what it's called that are going to selma high to stop fucking feeling like you have to put on some front or put on some image to be a man like you i'm tired of these dudes it's like it's like if you were like everybody know them four or fifth Forty-five or thirty-five kids that were at their high school that shout the North Carolina Ola from Stockton. Shout out to y'all. Stockton's another good example. Stockton's another good example. I know so many people, bro, who, who. Let me let me let me stop talking shit. More of the story. More of the story is it's just I. We don't have to die on these non-existent virtues. You trying to false claim being from North Stockton, you trying to false claim being from townhomes, Crip! you trying to false claim from being from Eastside uh, North Day in Stockton, that's not going to get you more pussy. That's not going to get you no rep. Definitely going to get you a good job when you turn 19 and your mama get tired of using her food stamps to feed your dumb ass. At a certain point, you got to be like, hey, man, like, and I know it's hard because a lot of the people who I'm talking to are listening to this right now, you know, motherfuckers is young and in high school, so. A lot of them can't get what I'm saying right now, but I'll just say to that point, I just want to see less of that. That's one key thing I want to see less of. Um, what motivated this conversation was just because I see so many dudes. There's so many people I know, bro, who went to good high schools, who went to St. Mary's in Stockton, who went to Pleasanton Grove and, and Grove, who are in jail right now because they wanted to go out of their way to hang with the, the thugs, to hang with the to hang with the gangsters, to hang with the people who are doing dumb shit. So I kind of shout out to the homie Base Cables who said, howdy from Oilfield Country, West Texas. Hey, Westside, Texas. Shout out to y'all, bro. Much love to Texas, brother. I know so many dudes whose parents worked so hard to give them a better life, to move them to somewhere better than the neighborhood that they're from, but they went out of their way to go back to the hood and fuck up. Went back to the hood to fucker. Went back to the hood and to go do they dumb shit, which makes no sense to me. Because, which makes no sense to me. Shout out to the homie who said, "Uh, Von Sierra Roy." Uh, he tried to join into my live right now. This is my first episode doing this, so I'm, I'm gonna start. I'm not. I'm not gonna do guests today. But when I start getting more comfortable with the podcast and doing it live, then I'm gonna start having guests join and et cetera, et cetera. But I appreciate you trying to put your input in, Vaughn. I appreciate that. But um. I just I don't know, bro. It's I don't like I say, it's I wanna laugh and talk about this shit, but it, I just see so many of them can story their life away for no reason with this shit, you know. So to make so moving past that conversation. Cause that was a cool little talk about that. Um BBLs, plastic surgery. Let's talk about this. Um feel like I ended that last topic pretty abruptly. I could have ended a little bit more smoothly, but it's okay. We got this. Um hold up, shout out to Shaneri19 shout out to him, he always comments and said you can't expect kids that grew up with something to understand what living in the hood was Mark, shout out to Martha who said people want to struggle so bad, I agree people want to feel like they people want to struggle so bad, that's true, people want to feel like they can identify with a struggle and you can't expect shout out to Norco, he said I'm from East Stockton." oh yeah, see I'm speaking to <laughs> they already know what does Shanari said? You can't expect kids that grew up with something to understand what living in the hood was. You can't expect them to know what living in the hood is. And also, because even if I take a conversation, now we can take the conversation to the hood. There are a lot of us that grew up in the hood, that grew up in certain housing projects, that grew up in certain corners, that grew up on them little neighborhoods. And... Join gangs and gang banged in situations where personally I don't feel was necessary. Like, you know, it was the gift I had just just being all the way honest. The gift I had growing up. So, if you grew up in the hood, if you grew up in the projects, the ghetto, a lot of the time you're outside at a very early age. If you grew up in the hood, if you grew up in a certain environment. You are outside of your home and hopping out into little bullshit, stealing from the stores, running with your homies. You outside at a very, 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 very early age, right? I can tell you outside of getting into little fights at school and shit, because I was a nerd, I didn't start going outside my house really like that and going out until I was 15 or 16 years old. Still young, but it's a big difference. So, because of that, there's certain things naturally I just didn't see the sense of because I wasn't in the early debacle. Say, for example, When I was living, when I moved to Alabama and I moved to Bel Air in the east side on Bullard and East 6th Street, I did not understand. I could not understand why we stay in fucking east side in Montgomery, Alabama. Motherfuckers from California don't even know this city exists. But yet and still, everybody on the street is either trying to be a crip. Or be a a gangster disciple. Like, you're banging, they're banging rolling 60s on the street next to us. I'm like, motherfucker, people from LA don't even know we fucking exist. How, they're they're not sending us like, they're not sending us like purple heart packages or shit. Like, it makes no sense to me. Little stuff like that. I couldn't understand. I couldn't understand this. I couldn't go and understand. I couldn't understand why when I was going to Houston Hill, long story. When I was going to Houston Hill Middle School out there. They used to have a housing project called Two Lane Court on one side of the street, and the other side they built this new set of apartments called Two Lane Gardens. And just because, simply, these apartments were just built a summer ago, we all have to go across the street and fight them just because they just just because we were there before them. It made no sense. Made no sense in the world. It just was stupid to me. So, there's sir. I don't want to make this a long conversation about that because I do want to. I'm going to talk about the BBL plastic surgery thing in a minute because that's where a lot a lot a lot of my issues is, is at, at least you start today are and also I'm going to talk about the mass shooting thing let me read some of your comments because y'all been blowing up the comment section let's see shout out to Martillo Ray he said the only dude I've seen on here give Sacktown a shout out hey bro man I love, I love Sack bro I love Sack bro a lot of my fam- most of my family in California is in Sacramento I got family from all sides Del Paso Heights Oak Park The Pocket Southland Park few a few few a few Phew, two or three cousins in the Elder Creek. I got love for sack Shout out to him. He also says, super early age, getting into trouble with most coops. were still at home watching cartoons. It was outside, outside. I feel that. Shout out to No said, I'm in my 40s, so I understand what you're saying. Thank you. I appreciate that. Because I don't want to like I'm just r- ranting on and just nobody's kind of getting the point. Shout out to He said, I say that to say, they think it's cool when it's just surviving for us. We didn't want that life. That's a good point. That's a good point. So I understand. I just don't know what it feels like. No, you're right. You got a point. You got a point. And um, I don't know. Moving from that. Moving from that. We're going to move on to the next topic. Uh, The next topic I'm going to talk about is um, the plastic surgery thing. I haven't been down south in a while. I'm assuming that the ass shots thing out there is as popular as it is getting here in California. More notably, I'm noticing... In Northern California specifically, in Sacramento and Stockton, I'm seeing a lot of women get the lip injections. Really is the West Coast's greatest voice. Shout out to two Simply Jay. who said that. Appreciate that, brother. I'm seeing a lot of women get the lip injections. Lip injections. Tip, boob injections aren't as popular as they used to be. I'm seeing a lot of women get the lip fillers. And, you know, I've never wanted to kiss a duck. I've never thought kissing a duck was the, uh, attractive. That shit has never been a fantasy of mine. When you see a lot of these women walking around, these goddamn, uh, uh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know which, I don't know which, like, <laughs> I'm trying to say this with, I'm trying to say this and be nice, I'm trying to say this and be respectful a lot of y'all women are walking around here looking like somebody took two balloons and put them on your lips and inflated them all the way to the furthest extent and that shit does not look sexy. And the saddest thing is a lot of these women, a lot, I'm going to say something, this is going to sound weird, I'm going to say at least 70% of the women who I've seen get those injections in their lips looked more attractive prior to getting the injections in their lips. They looked way more attractive. Like, I thought you were an adjustable eight before you put that shit in your lips. Now I'm looking at you and thinking... You look crazy. Like, I feel like if I kiss you, it, it's just going to explode. I think me and my boy were talking about this the other day. I think the issue with women on a primal level is women, shout out to homie, he said, be looking like Donald Duck. Bruh, I swear. And shout out to Shannon, who said, here in Atlanta, it's a whole subculture. Then BBL's run rampant. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, a lot of people paying $2,000 to get shit injected in their ass in basements, North Richmond. Shout out to Mark Learman who said, I have no ass, but I can never walk around with confidence with one that does, that isn't mine. Same with lips. I can never. I respect that. And I just want to make a note about this, too, since we're talking about having a conversation about this. Me and my boy at work, we were talking about this last night. There are some women. There are some women who plastic surgery, just objectively speaking, Made a great improvement for their appearance. Like, oh my God, I really do feel like giving you half of my rent money in this strip club right now. There are a lot of women, from what I've seen, I honestly feel like this is the majority of women who got plastic surgery because they were insecure about this one feature that they were lacking. I think there are a lot of women out there, and I don't want to sound all Because I'm not that guy. I don't want to sound all PC and trying to cater to women or or I'm trying to make women feel good. But just being for real, there are a lot of women who do not understand that just because you might not have one feature, just because there's one feature that might be off. That don't mean that you're still not pretty. That doesn't mean that you're still not beautiful. That don't mean like you're still not. Let me tell you something. There are a lot of like. I wish women like I know women y'all see it y'all see the women that we like on Instagram, the bitches with the inflated titties and the and the cement the the cake cement ass and all that other stuff. That don't we, we like them on Instagram? That don't necessarily mean that that's the one that we're definitely like, bro. That's the one I'm gonna marry. That's the one. That's the one I'm gonna retire from PG&E and give all and give all my retirement to. That's the one who I'm gonna put on my 401k with. That's the one that's gonna be on my life insurance policy, motherfucker. We know when we see them online. We it it's like playing basketball. Honestly, it's like. Yeah, you want to play a game or two. Yeah, you want to play at the park, but I don't, that don't mean you want to be at the park with this bitch. You want to play basketball maybe two hours out that day. You don't want to be on the court with this bitch all your life. Like, no, it's like shout out to Shannaree said, I'd be screaming that, bro. I'm just being for real. Shout out to Two Simple Jay said. Then she got rid of it because she realized that she had to like her. So, yeah, bro. Seriously, man, it's wild, bro. Like, it's because it, it, it's and because the thing about it is, is like my because my, my immediate thought thought process goes to. Who are you trying to impress with that? Shout out to it, It's Me Tony said, you learn that with age LOL. You learn that with age I feel like, you learn that with age and then I think sometimes with women it's I don't know bro, every, every everybody's experience is different but I just, I hate seeing that. Like I hate seeing I hate seeing people tear apart their bodies and destroy their bodies trying to please other people. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what makes me upset about that. Martha said, shout out to her. I would feel so embarrassed around people who already know me if I ever showed up in a different body. Is this Martha? <laughs> yeah, shout out to this. Yeah, that would kind of be awkward, you know. Is this Martha or is this Bertha? Is this Bertha? You, Martha, I'm- I did know Martha had a sister. Who the hell is this? You know, shout out to Kush now. you said, what's good? What's good? I see you got 510 in there. Shout out to 510, bro. They're great people out that way. Um, I'll just say this. We all have physical flaws. We all have physical flaws. All of us have physical flaws. All of us are not perfect. Let me tell you something. Just, just being all the way real. Anybody who's went out to the club can tell you this. It is very rare that I go four or five days straight without a woman if I go to the club or go somewhere walking up to me and saying, oh, you're so cute. Are oh, you so pretty? Are oh, you cute? Oh, you. Oh, I see you. chocolate." This is a common thing for me, right? Now, that does not mean that I don't got a big ass nose. I have a big ass nose. I can look in the mirror and tell, damn, bro, your shit be hitting. Motherfucker, is that a bell pepper? Is that the what's that Pokemon uh, with the bell? <laughs> Some of y'all would have to remember. What was the Pokemon with the bell? Bellatree tree or something like that. That's why I be looking at my nose and thinking that don't mean I don't got a big ass nose. But it don't make me sit but It don't make me. It still don't make. It still don't make me unattractive. It's just the game. We all have. We all have flaws in our features. It is what it is. Sometimes you think that's what makes you human. You know. Cause I'd really, I really do think if I'd, if I'd invest, if I invest $10,000, if I invest, if I invest $10,000 in the Michael Jackson treatment, Bell Sprout, Bell Sprout, that's what I was talking about. He knows out him, Bell Sprout. Somehow I feel like if I invest $10,000 into the Michael Jackson treatment, which is getting that goddamn weird ass, um, Paul McCartney knows whatever the hell he got, then I don't think that's going to look good with me. Somehow I will walk out looking like Mr. Potato Head. I don't think that'll be good. South the sunshine, he said. Maybe you went over this already, but what do you? Why? But do you think plastic surgery is addictive? So shout the sunshine, a, sunshine. A, I'm gonna start reading you guys' names. Shout the sunshine, Nay, 1980. Maybe you went over this already, but do you think plastic surgery is addictive? I think what happens with plastic surgery is I think it's a few things. One. Because there are a lot of different scenarios. So one, I do think some people might feel insecure. Oh, shout out to Sunshine. They also added the sheet from 707. Okay, shout out to the V. I do think that one, you have those people who might have that one feature, who might have that one quality that they feel like they're missing. So say, for example, we all know that one girl who has a really, really pretty face, but just naturally is very skinny. Maybe she has a high metabolism or something like that. So because of that. She might feel like, damn. What if I just had some titties? If I had some titties, I'd be fucking bad as fuck. So you have situations like that. Then you have some women who, simply put, only see all their insecurities. And that's and when I think you see the women who just go overboard with, with their with their with their surgery. Um, you do have some women. Just to be real, and I hate I hate acknowledging this. But we got to keep it one hundred. There are some women who. Up until a certain point, were treated like they were ugly, or were seen as ugly, and plastic surgery did change their life. This being for real. And what I mean by not change their life, like in a big financial status, but mean like for example, when they went to the club finally when they go to the club dudes are saying hey you want to come to the table and well, let me buy you a drink or hey can you want to come to this table we'll do versus other times if they walked into a club every drink they ever took motherfucker, was cu- the, the the money was coming out of their pocket paying for it versus now other guys are paying for it so that can be a thing too as well i think at any given rate if you're getting plastic surgery you're getting it to feel more beautiful you're getting it to be about val- more validated um and I don't necessarily mean that you are ugly because I know a lot of beautiful girls who are really pretty naturally, but got plastic surgery because they just felt like if I just got this one more thing, et cetera, et cetera. Now, what happens a lot of the time, too, is some women, when they get that first boot job, which might be cool, they think, well, let me get to it gets addictive because you just keep thinking, well, damn, what if I add this? And what if I add this? What if I change this? What if I change that? You're becoming a builder bear. Remember Builder Bear? Remember the Builder Bear? You end up becoming a Builder Bear or a build a, or a Builder bitch for a better for a better for a lack of better term. So that's where it gets addictive. Um, I can kind of say when it comes to that, then you can then you can kind of get into an argument about you know, is this happening because men are putting pressure on women? to be beautiful or is it this unfair beauty standard that's on women versus not being on men you can say that you can say that you can say that to a certain extent but it's kind of horrible because i feel like the same it's kind of weird because i feel like in the same situation there's standards on both men and women that if we compare to the other in certain scenarios it's unfair. Shout out to Shannery, so I think it's the media. The media plays a really big part on the younger generation that's coming up right now, because if you're talking about that, what I do not like about it, and this is the only, this is the thing that I guess bothers me the most about plastic surgery and the conversation about all these girls getting BBLs, is a lot of these girls in high school and middle school are growing up and thinking that it's the norm to do that, or it's the norm to try to look like that, like that is the norm. So because of that, you know, it's a, it's a thought in their brain to say hey let me get ass implants hey let me get lip injections cuz i can tell you that that is it's it's fairly common not fairly common but it's not unheard of to, to see a 17 year old or 18 year old you know trying to pay, trying to get plastic surgery nowadays it's not it's not unheard of it's not something that's not unheard of um it's it's sad it's terrible you know i don't think that i don't think you getting titties at 17 and a half is going to help you get into harvard but you know it's it is a thing now I hate, I hate, I really hate, I really hate the women got to feel like they have to be put under these certain beauty standards. But at the same time, it's let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Because part of that, part of that is pressure, because part of that, what happens is I think women are some women are doing that because they're seeing how men treat how men treat women differently. They look like a Kim Kardashian. It looked like a Bria Miles, It looked like a black China, even though I think black China looks like I don't want to get into that so because of that there's some of them who are thinking well damn if I look like this maybe I'll get that treatment as well and they not understand it, bro. that treatment at the end of the day bro it's not going to like it might get you a motherfucker who's a manager at a construction company but not every woman who, inver- who invests $30,000 into looking like uh, Kylie Jenner is going to end up dating a millionaire it don't work like that Shanari said things that women have to put up with is so unfair That's true. That's true. Shout out to Martha Lemus who said, I think a lot of the time it's triggered by men. We see y'all give these women more attention, but that's when self confidence comes in. I don't know, bro, because it's like, that's true. That is true. That is true because reality is, you know, when you in the streets, when you were in the streets, you see the woman, you see the man naturally. If you at the club, say if you at the bar, you might see the guy buying two shots of tequila, getting the table, having this bitch and her her mama, who who she knows ain't supposed to be outside with her. She's 60 years old, trying to come out here and dance to, dance to swag surfing. He doing all that just because the girl got a pair of fake titties, et cetera, et cetera. But like I said, to me, I don't know, because to me that shelf life be so short though, bro. Like I, like shout out to Shaneri said but that ain't the right attention I'm not going to say it's not that it's the right attention but it's just the kind of attention where it's like bro did it even fucking matter in the first place did it really bro you get you got to the club at 1130 the club closed at 130 at best y'all gonna you gonna get drunk with him and y'all gonna go back to his little hotel over at the at the, uh, at, 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 the um, at, at the Ramada which ain't even that expensive it's 150 a night motherfucker I can go to the night if I wanted to and 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 have sex with them. It, it's not that big of a deal like you know, but I understand because I understand this, just to be real men deal with beauty standards too men do deal with beauty standards too and sometimes it gets unfair sometimes it can get unfair I think it is more common for a guy to be ugly as fuck and be with a woman who's more beautiful than him, that is a thing but men still deal with beauty standards too I know what it's like, like I told you I'm confident, I'm a good looking dude but I have been I'm, I have been in a room with a girl who told me before let's say something I don't care how cute. Let me I I, I hate to go into skin tones. Let's just be real. If you a dark if you if you if you a dark skinned dude, you have heard at least once either, hey, are you cute? Are oh, you cute? You cute, I just I don't do dark skins. Are you cute for a dark skin? Or an, I don't really die. You've heard that shit before. That that ain't something now if you a light-skinned dude, you might have heard that too. You've heard that you might have heard too, vice versa. If you are a guy, if you're un- if you're under a certain height, you've heard a girl say, oh, I don't like short guys. Are you kind of short for me? Are you kinda short? Yeah, it happens. It happens. Shout out to Shinari. He so said, it's the height discrimination for me. Bro, my cousin's the same way. My cousin's a good looking, good looking motherfucker. He did not, he, he, he has a, he has a good little roster under his belt. Now, with that being said, sometimes you gonna go, sometimes, you know, you gonna have, you know, discriminations. It goes both ways. Now, that don't necessarily mean, that don't, that don't necessarily mean that that's gonna be the be all say all. I'm 6'1. Technically six one and a half, but I just I just say six because fuck it. Why Why even just go into depth? My older brother is five. My older brother is five foot seven, and I can tell you, this motherfucker has a history of knocking shit down. I mean, this motherfucker is like a, he's like a lumberjack in the forest, not, like. He didn't relax now because he got a baby. He didn't marry this little Vietnamese woman he with. Right? I don't even know why I brought race into it. Love you, Leah. But he didn't, he didn't marry this little woman and everything. So he good. He relaxed. But it's like, you know, you know, I think men, and, that, and that's the difference. I think with men, a lot of the times we don't feel the need to go to plastic surgery to overcome physical, physical, physical defects that we have so and shout out let me read some of the comments because like comments be building up. y'all really be wanting to hear what i gotta say shout out to two simple jay said it's on brothers it's it's side is different both martha said but then again me personally i don't want to be objectified that way i want to be loved for who i am i like that i like i like that type of mentality shout out to martha shout out to scenario i read his comment just now shout out to exit gabe who said you said you were planning to go to a big mexican party in modesto well it was lit bro it was lit i didn't have to go to work that was a palladium i did have to go to work like an hour after that so i didn't get to enjoy it the way i wanted to but it was lit shout out to said pomona who said hey the four or five six bloods from pomona are up there you talking about the four or five bigs we call them the four or five bigs they up there a few of them are up there they don't necessarily, you know, they're older dudes, bro. You know, most dudes who, who if they would be four or five bixes right now, they owe Park bloods, you know. And I got, I'm, you know, much respect to them. They did, you know, they out there, OG, OG, insane, and all them. Shout out to Two Simple J, brother. What's your opinion on the light skin, dark skin kind of beef? I think colorism exists in all of our cultures. I think that's the thing in Mexican culture. I think that's the thing in black culture. I think if you're black, you deal with it but you can't really kind of like I mean you deal with it but it's kind of like when I first came to California when I first came back to California I got teased a lot for being dark skinned like oh you so dark would do a whoop but like I told you I can't my opinion is always biased when it comes to that because I can't get one without the other. So, like I said, I'll walk through the street, I'll go to the club, and a girl will tell me, hey, you so pretty, you so cute. That happens, like, almost every week. Like, almost every other few, four or five days with me, right? But at the same time, that don't mean... That don't necessarily mean that... It doesn't negate the fact that when I go to a family reunion or if I go to a certain party or whatnot, I'm going to hear motherfuckers say, man, dad, man, you dark as shit, bro. Or, man, bro, look at it. Ooh, that's just part of... So, you, get, you can't get one without the others. Like, I'll take... I'll 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 take being called a spook if I know for a fact that you know your bitch wanna fuck me on the low, but she ain't gonna tell you about it. That's just how I look at it. I'm I just I just how I, I look at it. You know, um, it's just as is my opinion on it. Shout out to base call who said only getting surgery if it's for an injury. I like that mentality. I like that. I like that mentality. So shout out to two simple J said duh, <laughs> this boy. so nah man, it's good. Um, Juice World, is that really you? <laughs> I got that before. People tell me I look like just, People tell me I look like any African American with dread, with braids. Anything, any, any African American with braids that looks—that's all I get. What I look like, bro. Like I, I, it's, it's a thing. But that and Godfrey—that's been the number one comment. i done made three or four videos talking about that. Everybody feels like I look just like uh, the comedian Godfrey. Um, right now, because I pretty much covered the two topics. I wanted to talk about plastic surgery and the and that and that uh, thing. Now, I'm here to answer questions. Let's see. Let's go with the questions. Who anybody got any questions? I'll respond to y'all right now. Uh, shout out to Ramiro Diaz. What's up, bro? I see you. Oh, is this pinche? Is this, is this pinche? Let me see. Is this pinche? Is this pinche? Is this pinche? Is it pinche? pinche? Yes, yeah, pinche. What's up, man? What's up, baby? How you been, man? When you, you back out here, bro? Oh, yes, yeah, pinche. Yeah, bro, I saw. Yo, I just saw Richie and uh, Richie and um. What's that boy's name? Richie and Ryan at the at, uh, at Lowbrows last last week. What's man? What's up, man? We need to go out here, man. Man, there's my boy right here. Hey, to any black woman who are right, who to any beautiful black woman who are on the live right now. This is my homie Ramiro. He loves, he loves. I mean, love chocolate. I mean, love. This motherfucker got a Black Panther painting in his apartment. This motherfucker listens to, two, motherfucker listens to Tupac. Keep your head up every morning when he wakes up. Dude, let me tell you something this motherfucker is a I'm, just, I'm not saying I'm not saying that make you part of the cause I'm telling you, you know this motherfucker is a is a a black pussy fanatic let me just, let me just tell you I'm I'm like damn man you know, hey brother you know it's you I see you doing your thing you know you know yeah we we, we gonna have to step we gonna have to step out we gonna have to uh, step out together sometime but I think that's pretty much it shout out to Gabe who asked What, with your experience living all over California, if money was not a factor, where would you live? It would be in between, if money was not a factor, where would I live in California? It would be in between San Diego or... Honestly, San Diego. San Diego. San Diego. Truth be told, I'm trying to buy a home next year. And I'm trying to figure out some way. I don't know if I'm gonna have to start selling dope, but I'm, but I'm trying to figure out a way to buy a home in San Diego County somewhere. Just because you get the best of both both worlds, bro. It is so, so beautiful. It's diverse. I love diversity. You have Brazilian restaurants, Italian restaurants. You have uh, next. You just is anything you is beautiful. It's like San Diego to me is like a slightly less busy. But more beautiful and more cleaner version of San Francisco. I actually do like San Francisco. It's just that you, it's just for well, me. For San Francisco, even without the price of living in San Francisco, you are not gonna tell me that middle class is me living in a neighborhood where I still gotta walk down the street and a homeless person gonna beg me for five hours Like say what you want. I'm gonna say say what you want to about um about um. What was I gonna say about San Diego, they try to hide their homeless population. They push all the motherfuckers down there in southeast, or they push them all the way in that little ass corner in downtown. They try to hide them. They try to hide them from you down there. They do it. They 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 sneaky with that. Uh Shout out to Roger, and he said Juan he said shout out from Gilas, 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 Santa Clara County. Shout out to y'all, man. I think they they canceled the they canceled the onion festival this year, right? Because I was no, the Garlic Festival because I wanted to slide. But shout out to Gilas, Gilroy, California. We love y'all out there. I will live in Danville. I know Danville, but I can't think off the top of my head what you're talking about specifically. I know that name. I can't think of which city you're talking about. Shout out to Rami said, the weather is so nice in San Diego. Yeah, bro, it's beautiful, San Diego. San Diego is amazing, man. Shout out to Exegabu said, wow, I've been thinking the same thing. Price is a factor, though. I'm from San Francisco. No gold for me, too. Yeah, bro, it's just the price. The price of living is like, understand this. As people who live in California, and a lot of y'all who watch, because I have a lot of fans who are not from California now, a lot of y'all you know, don't know this, because you're seeing so many of us leave the state. Sacramento, California is an amazing state. It is an amazing fucking place to be if it's not so fucking expensive. It is an amazing place. We have beaches, bitches. We have Mexican food restaurants and Mexican women every goddamn where. Shout out to, shout out to, uh, shout out to Sashay, Sashay the Reed. Sorry. Doing guests next episode, doing guests next episode, next episode. When should I do my next episode actually? But we have all these beautiful places to be, but beautiful beaches and et cetera, et cetera. It is an amazing place just to, to reside at, but it's just so unreasonably expensive. Like and when I say unreasonably expensive, what I mean by that is I feel like they try to put you financially in a situation in California to where the average home or the average mortgage or the average rent will require you to live with somebody else to pay. It's almost it almost is like in California, they're trying to put you in a situation where you feel like you have to like that's why I work so much. You know, I, I make pretty good money, so I live by myself. But most people in California are roommating now just because it's so expensive. I don't knock them. I don't knock them because bro it's hella expensive out here you know I can't I'm not gonna talk shit because I understand the market I understand it like people I understand that you know it's hard out here bro like it's it's I, I have no other way to say it it's it's hard out here you know shout out to I said Danville is close to Walnut Creek oh are okay, you talking about it. shout out to Real Kai who said San Diego's lovely it's 70 degrees right now that's what's up shout out to Rob Walnut who said nice boats and nice hoes Shout out to said. Truth be told, I'm thinking of a place to buy in Florida For the winters though Ah, we're buying Florida Shannery said, why is it so expensive California is so expensive Because I think It's so expensive in California Because All of our jobs pay more All of our jobs Play more and a lot Of the hearts of certain industries Are in California Case in point, the Tesla factory up until it moved to uh, Texas. Case in point, the agricultural, the agricultural, um, etc., etc. Here, it's the same thing in New York. Like one thing about shout out to Bethany, so many beautiful women want to go live with me. But I'm, I'm doing. uh, If I'm denied, just let y'all know, I'm going to start having guests come in and have talks on my next episode. I don't know if I'm going to start doing. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do two episodes a week when it comes to these lives. So I'm going to do one on Tuesday and then one on Saturday. The Saturday episode that I'm gonna start having you guys come in and talk and say, you know, have a, have a chat with me and just like see what y'all talking about. But, but back to what we were saying about um, why is it so expensive? So it's because of that. And reality is, our jobs pay a lot more. Like, um, I'll be honest with you, my job that I do in California, mine pays me 37 an hour. Just being honest, it pays me 37 an hour. That same job that I'm doing, if I go to Georgia or go to Atlanta or go to Alabama and you, it might pay me at best maybe 20 an hour. I'm just being honest. That money that I'm making here might sound like a lot if I'm down South, but if I'm in California, it's cool. It ain't like it's amazing. Like, it's not like a motherfucker. I ain't dry. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna let me say something. You're not gonna see me pull up. You, look, some of y'all who have seen me pull up at the club and some of y'all know me from being a bouncer at certain clubs. Y'all ain't never see y'all ain't never seen me pull up at the at the club in a goddamn twenty twenty two Camaro. So obviously, thirty seven hour ain't that amazing, you know. Just being for real. Um, so it's the price of living. The price of living matters. That's why I always tell people like people are trying to the price of living more than the minimum wage. The price of living is what matters because I don't care what state you go to, California, Georgia, Alabama, Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana, Kentucky. $20 $20 an hour is nowhere near the fuck it was when I was a child. Do you remember, like, when I was a child, whether it was in California, you talked to somebody who was making $20 an hour. When I was a kid, you would be like, wow, really? Oh my God, like, you know, versus now, that shit is like... In Georgia, that might be different, because in Georgia, $20 an hour, I think it might be pretty chill out there, but like in California, it's like you kind of, you're starting to go somewhere, but it's not like... I don't know. It's It's like... It's like, and eh, you land eh, you 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 about to get to the point where maybe you can get you can you can get a car loan but not necessarily sure. Shout out to Martha who said, "We work to be able to pay for gas just to get us to work and oh my god, is it expensive?" Oh my god, is the gas expensive, Martha? Martha hit it right on the head. Oh, this goddamn gas going to make me it is so expensive. Oh my god, it is it it makes no sense. I I I, I I was about to get a bike. I ain't gonna hold you. I was really about to turp put my damn little car on uh on car Carvana and get a goddamn bike. It is it makes no sense. Like like I never thought I'd be at the point of my life where I have to pay seventy dollars to seventy dollars to fill up a fucking Nissan. I never thought that'd be at that point of my life. Shout out to Otros eight eighty four California is the most naturally, naturally beautiful state. So I'm biased. I'm going to say I feel it is. But I also will say Arizona and Montana are very good competition. I know a lot of y'all think that Arizona is just fucking hot as hell. I know a lot of y'all think that Arizona is just the desert. Wherever the hell Steve Irvin was going where he was when he wasn't catching crocodiles and was catching cobras and lizards and shit, that's what y'all think of Arizona. But let me tell you, when you go to northern Arizona, go to Lake Havasu, there's just some very beautiful areas of Arizona. I can speak that from existence. From experience, I mean. Shout out to where are you from? Shout out to Juan who said where are you from? I natively was born in Sacramento, California. I was raised in Alabama slash Georgia, Alabama slash Georgia slash Sandy, all up and down California. I've, I've in my lifetime I've lived in a lot of different state in a lot of different cities. Like that's where my opinion. That's why I am kind of like a geography expert because I've just had so much experience living in different places. Been on food stamps everywhere. Now I am joking. I am joking. I am joking. I am joking. I was on food stamps once. Maybe twice. Anyway, Exit Gap said, I'm a realtor in Manteca. If you ever want to talk property in California, we go live and get info. Okay, for surely I'm going to keep you in mind. Keep you in mind, bro How about pin that comment? I can't pin that comment. Okay. Shout out to Leslie said, Can't live in California on 80K. No. You ain't buying a home on 80K. Shannary said, that's bare minimum. It's not, bro. I make that, and trust me, it's it's not what it used to be. Yeah, bro. I'm telling you, twenty dollars an hour, bro. It is not. It ain't. It ain't. It ain't getting you through like I used to. Shout out to real piece who said, "Don't get a bike." <laughs> I'm joking, but I ain't gonna get a bike, bro. I ain't gonna get a bike. I can't. I can't. I can't take women on dates on on bikes. That ain't gonna be the vibe. Shout out to real pieces. uh Shout out to Wero Wero Metalero who said, "Northern Arizona for sure." Yep, you already know. Montana close second. Been there for been there too. Yeah, Montana's beautiful, bro. I'd I'd move to Montana. If Montana had better weather, if they if they if they weather if it wasn't so fucking cold in the wintertime, I might would move there. I just I don't do good in cold. I'm not a, um I've never been a cold person. I just can say I've never been there. Shout out to Rosa who said Stockton Califas. Yeah, you already know. Two oh nine. We got love out. We got love for y'all. Um and by the way, I, I, um, shout out to Martha that said, yo, your Spanish accent is on point. Oh, man, ma'am, I speak Spanish, miss. What you talking about, Martha? I thought you knew. You didn't know? How long you been following Martha? You didn't know? But, um, ah, uh, should we talk about this? Should we talk about this? Because I haven't talked about it in depth yet. I guess the, um, the, 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 the meat, the, Martha Lemons. okay she already know I haven't really talked in depth about the mass shooting that happened in, in Texas Um, kind of been avoid- I talked about it on a few videos I haven't went on talked about it on the podcast and like I said as I'm talking to you guys right now I'm recording my audio podcast too so I, for my listeners who didn't listen to it on Spotify and iTunes I guess I can go in depth with it Um, I thought about it because I saw the comment here I saw the comment here from Stockton Stock throwing, it and it was a um caliphers. And for those who don't know, we had a situation we had a situation in Stock California. Stockton's a city in central California, and we had a situation where about four weeks ago, some crazy ass, dumbass, fucking uh, Bill Cosby, cat in the hat looking motherfucker, ran up on a high school, ran up to a high school right when the school was getting out and stabbed, sorry, when it was lunchtime, and stabbed this 15-year-old girl. He just re- drove up to the car, drove up to the high school, hopped out the car, and ran up and stabbed this 15-year-old girl to death. And he's in jail right now. Girl died, obviously. And that happened. Then you had the mass shooting in Buffalo, which I talked about that in depth in my audio podcast, if you want to listen to that. Did a whole conversation talking about racism in America, et cetera, et cetera. Then you have the situation where you had that shooting in Orange County, and then you have the situation where you have the shooting in Uvalde, Texas, which is a situation where this boy Salvador Ramos, for whatever fucking reason, this boy drove from his—he killed his grandmother first, then drove to an elementary school, shot twenty-one people, killed nineteen kids and two teachers there, and. Shout out to Car- Carlos who said there was almost a shooting at a high school in Redding, California. I don't know it was almost also. You know what's funny about it? The story that I'm telling you about this one shooting that happened in Texas. A lot of people don't know this. The day after that, in Sacramento, an a elementary school in Sacramento, they found a handgun at a second grader's desk. Yes, this is you can look it up. This happened the day after that, and that's what's sad about these fucking incidents is because when they happened. The people who are already on the verge of breaking down or snapping, they look at it and get inspired, feel thrushed, feel like, oh, damn, I can do it, too. And you start seeing more little fucked up incidents take place. Um, Shout out to the people who are doing what they can to prevent that, which go bounces back to the Texas thing, because people are. We are all having a conversation about what can you do to stop school shootings? everybody's trying to have that conversation you know what can you do do we need more gun control do teachers need to have guns um is it the internet i saw one texas senator this motherfuckers trying to blame it on uh video games and rap music like bitch i'm bitch i'm pretty sure <laughs> Columbine happened way before call of duty like it, it, they had nothing to, it had nothing to do with uh shout out to djs like, that's like right. my sac that sacramento news was crazy which news are you talking about shout out to his he just commented that Shout out to Shannara, he commented and said, My wife is a teacher and a third grade brought a loaded gun to school. It's going crazy. Shout out to Martha Lemus who said, I saw a video of a little kid saying he wanted to be a murderer when he grows up. It starts at home. Shout out to J. Alvarez who said, Rap? No, that's crazy. Shout out to Real Peace 4, he said, Bruh, second grade, that's crazy. Shout out to Noah Manick who said, I was at school during a shooting when I was in elementary school. Shout out to Noor Calfer said, do you remember the mass shooting in 89 at Cleveland Elementary School in Stockton? No, I don't remember. I wasn't alive for that, but somebody did tell me that. Shout out to Zaytonis who said, the second grader who brought the gun in his desk was in Metaview. I used to work in Medivue. I was working in Metaview almost every day last year. That's crazy. Shout out to Noah Manik who said, happened in Vallejo when I was in third grade. So this is what I'll say to all that. When I see all these comments that I just read right now, I makes me really wonder that if in America, have we ever done a good job of keeping our kids safe? It makes me wonder in America, have we ever done a good job of protecting our kids or keeping them safe from shit like this? Because, you know, I, we all grew up in different environments. We all up, shout out to Jay Alvarez he, he, he asked me a very good question I'm going to get to your comment in one second brother we all grew up, grew up in different environments the experience that you might have had at your school might be different than the experience I had at my school I can tell you that when I was in middle school when I was going to Springstown Middle School in Vallejo, California it got spunky really fast and what I mean by that is We had fights every fucking day. If you grew up in a certain environment, you know what it's like to be in middle school. next thing you know, the fucking high schoolers come over there and try to beat up somebody there or some shit like that. High schoolers just come to our school and fight. Even when I moved and I went to Montgomery for a minute when I was in the middle school out there for a minute. They had a thing out there called Judgment Day. If you from Montgomery, Alabama, you know what I'm talking about. When the gangs in the city out there used to come to the high, come to the high school, um, the middle school, and fight. The middle school, not the high school, at the middle school and fight and chunk them. I remember the only year of high school I ever went to. I was back in Vallejo, California. I went to Jesse Bethel High School in Vallejo, California, and I remember, remember the motherfuckers used to go up there and thumping, them and chump them, thump them every day. You had stabbings, you had shootings. It was not more shootings. You had more stabbings and fights and anything like that. Shout out to So Noah, Monacrisen. Solano and Hogan were pretty crazy. Remember, Jesse Belter, they used to catch the bus and go fight at Hogan. So, I've never known, if I really go deep into my brain, I can tell you, I don't think we've ever in this country created a safe environment for kids. Be it in a suburban environment or be it in a hood environment, you know, just keep it 100 with you. I could even take it outside of when I because I didn't finish school. I didn't know. Hey, I told y'all the story before. I didn't finish high school. I did not finish high school. I went to one year of high school. And then when we permanently moved down south, they wouldn't transfer my credit. So I went to Job Corp. Bringing this up because Job Corp, for those who do not know, Job Corp is basically Trade school slash high school slash juvenile hall. My black ass definitely did not deserve to be there. Like I was literally a good kid reading Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. I did not deserve to be there. Bring this up because any, and not anybody who was there with me can tell you this. I was literally, cause from the ages of job corp, the age of entry is either from 16 to 24. They were putting from 16 year old people with 24, year olds, 24 year olds. So when I was in job corp, you know, 'cause I'm, you know, I'm down south, I'm only motherfucker from Cali in there, I was literally, literally fighting with grown ass fucking grown ass fucking men at sixteen years old. Sixteen years old fighting twenty three year olds, fighting twenty four olds fighting twenty two year olds. Real shit. If you're from Job Corp, you know what I'm talking about. This is no new story. If you from Job Corp, if you went to Job Corp, because they're all they all the fucking same. Every Job Corp you go to is always in a fucking ghetto ass. It's always in the... It's never in like a neighborhood that's apt. It's never in a nice neighborhood. It's always in one of those neighborhoods that you don't even want to drive through. Like, the one I went to was the Montgomery, the Montgomery Job Corp. It was right there goddamn on the other side of Give Village. From those of y'all from Cal- from, from Alabama, y'all know where, where Give Village is. The one in Sacramento, for those who are from Sac, you already know, it's right there in that goddamn, it's right there in that goddamn, um, what's what? Metaview? it's over there in Medaview, right there on Medaview Road, right down the street from the fucking little center. If you go to the one in, um, where's that one in South, in, uh, in SoCal, it's in the, is it Oceans? Where is it? Oh, not Oceanside. It's, they wish it was Oceanside. Is it Imperial Beach? What was it? to Channery said it was <laughs> their job. Corpy said was on Bankhead in the west side of Atlanta. The one the rappers talk about. Hey, man, bro, it's always in the ghetto. So, but I bring it up because my personal opinion, that was not a safe environment to put 16 to 17 year olds because a lot of them 24. So you want to have real conversation. A lot of those 24 year olds and 23 year olds were fucking the 16 to 17 year old girls there. So you want to have that conversation. They want to have that conversation, but it is what it is. So I don't think we've ever necessarily created a safe environment For our kids in this country. I don't think there's gonna be any change to gun oh so some that was what Jay Alvarez asked. Jay Alvarez asked, Do you think we should arm have armed teachers? (sighs) Hmm. The reason why I'ma say you should not have armed teachers is because I don't think that if you're a person who dreamed about being a teacher, who dreamed, who went to school, got a bachelor's in English, got a bachelor's in whatever um, subject or or category that entails in that career. I do not think you should be forced to have to take a, a, a proceed to carry class or instructor that to carry class. If your passion, if you felt like your calling was just to teach people. Now, I do arm security. I do arm security for a living, so trust me, I'm all for bear. I bear a gun for my job, so obviously I'm for the right to bear arms, but at the same time, I, I feel like that's kind of unfair to put teachers in this situation, because what's going to happen is, you're going to make a lot of teachers not want to teach. You already got the, teachers already is not appreciated as it is, because I can tell you, when I was a kid in school, we was terror, terrorizing our teachers, so, well, they were terrorizing our teachers, I was a good kid, but with that being said, so I don't want teachers to feel like they have to have a gun to be in that environment. Now, if you ask me, do I think we should have on site armed security or independent school district police force at these schools? Yes, I do think that. But I honestly, because let's, let's have this conversation. Because I think by now we all know the story about what happened at that Ubal, Texas shooting. The little boy went up to the school, got shit popping. He started shooting at that school at 11.33. The cops got there like five minutes into it. So I honestly really in my heart of hearts, and I, and to the people who are from Texas, do not take offense to this. I think how that situation was handled was more of an indictment on how unexperienced the particular police force of that department of Oval County were versus how another department would have handled it. So say, for example, when they arrived and he shot one of the officers and they backed up and they waited and they treated it as a barricade situation, they were too scared to go in. I think that comes from just the fact that I think the officers from that particular department, that particular district, were not used to dealing with funk like that. we were not used to dealing with real shit like that. The town that they're policing is a town of 8,000 people at best. They're from a small town. They ain't used to dealing with no shit like this. I would, I would like to think that in that same state, if it was the police department of Houston where shit really do get spun, let's do another city. If it was a police department of of Fort Worth or Murderworth, as they used to call it back in the nineties, some of y'all know when they used to call it Murderworth, motherfucker, they might've, they might've dealt with it a totally different kind of way. Just being for real. That's why if you notice in the situation, the one who killed him, the people who killed him weren't even actual, the cops, it was, it was border patrol or border tech. They gonna handle it because they let me tell you something. These motherfuckers are shooting Mexicans on the border on a regular daily on, for target practice. So they not scared of saying, "Oh no, we got it, bro." They're the motherfuckers said, "Oh, dead homies, we got it and handled it." Had that same situation would have happened in Stockton, California. Some of y'all from Stockton know how Grammy Stockton is. I promise you, like. I don't know that city, Uvalde, Texas. I don't know it that well, but I'm going to assume that if you grew up in an environment out there, if you're policing an environment out there, you might go a years without having a real active shooter or having a shooting take place. Most, you're probably mostly just taking check for domestic violence situations, DUIs or something like that. Shout out to Martha who said, causing them to do something like that or a kid taking the gun. I think that would just facilitate and increase the shootings. She's being that Martha's speaking to what if we armed our teachers? I agree. So I don't know, man, I, all these mass shootings, man, this has just become a sick part of the culture of America. This is a sick corner in our culture right now. A lot of people are doing it and it's always been a thing. It's always been a thing, at least in my lifetime. And they always happen. These fucking spurts where it happens three or four in a row. I highly doubt the NRA, I highly doubt politicians are going to do anything to change that because they want their gun rights. Stone King 10 P says, do you think it's a gun problem or a mental health problem? I think it's both. You don't get one without the other. You don't get one without the other. Two things can be true. I do think the issue in America is we do have a lot of bit severe issues with mental health in this country. And for whatever reason, in the culture of America, I think it is common that when people have fucking break- mental breakdowns and feel like things aren't going their way, they pick up a gun and think it is the cultural norm to go shoot people. I do think that there is an issue with the availability of these guns it always blows my fucking mind let me just say this and I shouldn't say this because I got a good job but fucking it always blows my fucking mind that all whenever I go to the hood shout out to my family all out there in the P the view, the heights the east, the crest when I go out there, I chop it up with y'all, we kicking, playing dominoes and shit, having a good ass time, we playing, our, baby, you can do it, do it right. we can do it, baby, we kicking, have a good ass time, i right? just kicking it, right? At a certain point when I'm there, a conversation's gonna happen about, you know, legal activities. It blows my mind how these motherfuckers in these streets is selling ghost guns, 3D printing fully automatic switches and shit, all this all all of this science to do crime and literally the people who are walking into schools walking into grocery stores and killing 19, 10, 12, 13 people at fucking once literally these people have just walked into regular gun stores with their ID, license maybe a social security card and got them all got them all over the counter blows my fucking mind blows my mind a lot of these motherfuckers who got these guns in the streets they only gonna be able to kill one or two people before they get locked up in San Quentin State Prison for the rest of their life these motherfuckers is getting guns legally in their name and going and killing 10, 11, and 12 people. You literally knocked up This is what because this is what I, this is what my brain goes to. When you kill 19 kids in a school, that's 19 generations of family. That's 19 different families that could have been born. Got to really think about that. Don't just look at it that they killed the kid. That was 19 different families that would have existed maybe 10, 15 years in the future had it not been for that. I so I came so shout out to stone king you said I know he was 18 but that man's still a kid I don't care what anyone says do you think restrictions on buying guns will ramp up the black market of course of course and that's why I'm pro-gun that's why I don't that's why I don't think making stricter gun regulations will do things because it, it's a no-win situation bro it's a no-win situation because it's like It is so hard to get a gun in New York. It is so hard to get a gun in New York. Their gun restrictions are tough. Now, with that being said, I promise you, if you go on the streets of New York, them motherfuckers got straps. They don't give a fuck about no laws out there. They got straps out there. They're not caring. They, the black market is gonna the black market is going to black market. They're going to find a way to get a hold. That's why it's called the black market. So it kind of is oxi- oxymoronic to say. We're going to go harder to make it. We're going to make it harder for the average law abiding citizen to get a gun. But people, people who are doing crime and people who are on that type of time, they're going to still find a way to get guns. Now, another aspect that you have to also understand is. A lot of these people, a lot of these people function well enough to get the damn guns. That's a big thing, too. So. Shout out to Dex who said, I'm talking to a girl and she says she has commitment issues. Is it worth it or not? We're both 15. Bro, we're on a totally different type of conversation. I I I I wish you came. You should have came when we were having a BBL conversation. I might have been able to switch it into that, but not right now. Shout out to guys who said, but we still need common sense laws. I don't know what those laws can be, my brother. I don't. Shout out to the outro who said, seeing too many kids dying for nothing in the Bay Area. Common thing. Yeah, seriously. Shout out the guy. said, so, guns from New York come from states with lax gun laws. Gun laws only work with complete federal reform. Gun laws to me only work. I'd be cool with gun laws. It may be. i will be cool with stricter gun laws. If you make it to where the people who are actually doing, who are doing crime can't get the guns, then it'd be different. Then it'd be different. But I, I just know. I just know the inefficiency of that, bro. You know, I just know the inefficiency of that. Shout out to Uero Uero Melatero said, I'm saying assault rappers don't need to be as easy to get as they are. Mm. I'm by, I don't know. Because one thing about it, I do feel if you're dealing with crazy ass fucking people, they're going to find a way to be crazy. So you might not have mass shootings, but you might have mass stabbings. But then again, in a mass stabbing, you're only going to be able to, you might, you, that that first motherfucker you stab might, that motherfucker might be strong. That motherfucker might choke the shit out at you. Shout out to Martha who said I don't know I just feel kids are too spoiled and grow up to do the extreme just for attention to sad. I mean hey it is something to be said man I didn't want to bring it up I didn't want to bring it up but it is something to be said how a lot of these kids you know most of these mass shooters come from suburban environments most of them do and I don't know if it's angst I don't know if it's depression not enough female attention, but like that one dumbass boy in, in, in Santa Cruz 2014, and he killed all them people, stabbed, stabbed them girls to death at that school, killed those girl, those four girls at that school. People just have mental breakdowns. I think the biggest issue and now we're going to kind of right now this is going to be the last topic I talk about because I feel like I've been talking to y'all forever and I don't want to make y'all feel like every time I log in it's going to be a five hour conversation but we have a really severe issue in this country with mental health we really do we have a really big issue with that and even when even when you're having a conversation about the issues with mental health outside of the mass shootings. There are a lot of us that are walking around depressed and acting like we're not. There are a lot of us. There are a lot of men who are going home every six, five, six days out the week, feeling unappreciated, feeling on the verge of mentally breaking down because They're doing everything they can to take care of their family. They got a job doing construction in San Francisco. They live in fucking Merced somewhere. They're driving doing five and four or five hours of driving every fucking day to go back and forth to work to pay for the mortgage, pay for their kids, pay for their daughter to go to school and get a degree in a goddamn field that he's not even sure she might get a fucking job at when she's done. And all that does wear on your mental conscience. There, There are a lot of people who in their own ways are struggling with mental health and because I think in society, just naturally, we've always preached that you just have to get over and deal with it. People are finally starting to break down. People are finally starting to break down. Um, shout out to Stone King. poo said to some of these medications can have adverse effect and make people worse? Yeah, that's a thing too. You know, sometimes medicating yourself is not the medicating yourself. Don't make it. Don't make it any better, bro. You know. Mental health is just a really. It's, I, I, not to put my family business out there, but um, my mom, my mom, you know, my mom, she stay in a certain environment. You know, I don't want to get specific because some of y'all know where. Uh, my mom stays stay in a certain kind of environment, and when I go to my mom's, where she stay at, it's the hood, but it's like. You know, the I used to always say that there is a difference in between the hood and the ghetto. The hood sometimes can just be somewhere where it's, you know, maybe like 50% of the population there might be on Section 8. When you go to the ghetto, the ghetto, the ghetto, I'm talking about where where you seeing some shit where the apartment complex, at the apartment complex, there's a fucking tent city built on the side of it like a homeless encampment camp on the side of the apartments. Like I've never pulled up to my mom apartments and there wasn't homeless motherfuckers outside just hanging around like that, just on crack and shit. But I bring it up because everybody, almost every person I see when I'm over there is mentally sick, mentally ill, has mental issues. It's the crazy, it's just the saddest shit in the world. And it's, I don't know, man, people, I don't know, man. It's, you know, I think the problem is a lot of the times we grew up. I think from my perspective, we grew up with certain traumas. We grew up with certain issues. We grew up in certain backgrounds and we're just told to deal with them. We're just told to some people medicate themselves to deal with those traumas or to ignore those issues. And, you know, you just get older and older and older. And you just ignore them. But a lot of the times, bro, that unresolved trauma can reach a boiling point and take over you back to the mass shooting conversation we were just having a lot of these people who do these mass shootings were regular people some of them were in college like that one Korean boy at Virginia University in 2007 a lot of them were regular people who would looked look like we're doing good in life we're doing everything correct and they just fucking snapped I'm here to tell you I don't, know if I don't know if y'all know this I'm telling everybody this all of us none of us are none all of us all of us aren't that fucking far from snapping a lot of us are not as far from snapping as the fuck we think we are. Sometimes it's not even a snap. Sometimes it's just a fucked up decision. Sometimes sometimes it can be that day where that co at your job said the wrong fucking thing to you right after, just right after, for whatever reason. They missed the Friday to pay you up to put your to put the direct deposit for your check, and that was the week when Rip was due. And now you gotta pay a late fee and your landlord is already in your ass as is. Sometimes shit can just boil over in the moment. You can just fucking lose it. And that's the real thing. Um And you you know, you just you know, hey man, this is it's just real, bro. You know, it's what I would say to that is to anybody out there, you know. Because when you say mental health, I think people just get kind of tense and feel like, oh, so you're saying I'm crazy, you saying I got issues, you're saying I'm fucked up. No, bro, I'm just talking about just your emotional, just your well-being, just how you feel. You know, it's so much shit. If you're a motherfucker who's drinking every day, smoking weed every day, I don't drink weed, I don't smoke. How, how I escape is by just going for jogs. But I will tell you, all that is forms of escapism everything is forms of escapism if you're trying that hard to escape from your life every day not smoking and drinking ain't nothing wrong with that but if you're doing it all throughout the day i know people who pick up a bottle at 7 a.m and don't put the motherfucker down until 9 p.m if you want that type of time i'm just telling you man Might need to talk to somebody Might need to talk to somebody just telling you because it's you know it's not just you bro you know I got trauma we all got trauma bro I, I got on my podcast a dozen days I've gotten this podcast and talked a dozen times about my trauma like you know but it's oh, I just want my people to be cool man particularly in the black community particularly in the black community particularly in the Latino community because that's something that we struggle with because we, we don't in the black community I don't know as far as Latinos but as, as blacks we are we tend to ostracize vulnerability we tend to make fun of vulnerability. We tend to not respect people who are being vulnerable about certain situations. You know, But right? you being a bitch, bro? Fuck all that weird shit, bro. That ain't that fucking weird shit, bro? You acting up, bro? there's no room for you to be honest to be open. You know, it's certain conversations with my dad I can't have, not because he don't love me. I'm pretty sure he loves me with all his heart, but I understand he's just not gonna understand me. You know, so you know I love him too. One day I'll bring him on here, but. That was this episode for today's month This was my first episode on on Tuesday, so I appreciate that. I'm gonna try to come back here Saturday at two p.m. Hope y'all there. Might um, try to do a food reaction. That's when I'm gonna start having people come in and uh, and speak their peace if they want to. But love, peace, to everybody who joined in. This is the West Coast' greatest greatest voice. Thank y'all to all of y'all who've been following me, who've been supporting the podcast, who've just been showing love. Thank y'all to all the likes, two thousand likes, bro. Like y'all made me feel fake famous out here, and um, it's all love, man. Thank y'all, I appreciate that. Y'all have a y'all have a blessed day.